All right. We back at it, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year to you. I appreciate that, man. Same to you. 2023. It's crazy, ain't it? Yeah, brother. You uh, do anything fun for New Year's? How did you go uh, and the wife celebrate? Uh, We did not do anything exciting. Nice, nice, Kinda nice. hung out, did our thing, would sleep pretty early. Did you sleep Kinda before get... the bell dropped? The ball dropped? The bell. Uh, Maybe it no, was a bell. No, we made it past. Okay, okay. Right about 12.01 before we went to sleep. I got you. I got you. <laughs> What'd you watch it on? Did you watch like a, uh, like, Dick Clark? Did you watch CNN? Uh, we, didn't, we, didn't Dick... watch, we didn't watch anything that had to do with it. We were just watching TV hanging out. Oh, and like Big Bang Theory. And then it was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it's 12.04. Happy, yeah, happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like an accident, right? <laughs> we made yeah. it to the new year. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. About you guys. Uh, you know, we still think that we are very young. Right. And we're not. <laughs> um, We had dinner at the, sure. that dope place, like I was telling you, about 44 Mills. Mm-hmm. At a nice small bite kitchen. Um, Pretty good food. Yeah. Oh, Cocktails yeah. were on point. Then we went up to... Good old Uptown QC, Uptown Charlotte, and mm. uh, Rico and his lovely wife, Monica, they put on a uh, humongous shindig at this rooftop bar. Okay. Um, it was cool, man. It was cool. It was overlooking the city, um, running the new year. It was fabulous, man. That was a really good time, and I'm going to outdo him at the Christmas party next year. I'm telling oh, you guys oh, right what? now, 2023 Smith Christmas party will be held at a dope venue okay <clears throat> i hear you that's Make it happen, badass. Man. yeah you uh you watch anything over the break i did man Talk i to me. uh had a we, we got all our stuff done so i had a couple of days just to really not do anything here we go i watched some predator Ooh, uh nice. predator the first one and the second one back nice. to back dutch beats him the first time hardikin beats him the second time. i love those movies <laughs> Uh, then I watched Suicide Squad as well. Ooh, there was some other. I think I, I think Man of Steel was put on. Nice. But I don't think I finished that one. That was like at the end of the end of the run. A little, little two heavy, thir- heavy eyelids. I, Man of Steel. Two thirds of Man of Steel is a perfect movie. <laughs> that third act kind of gets a little. Yeah. Why are you? You're just destroying all of Metropolis, bro. Right. So. Yeah. So Predator One, um, always good. Good watch. Get to the chopper. Yeah, it's best. And then him just like being covered in mud the whole movie for fun. Dutch cool. man. <laughs> uh, then Predator Two, always a good one too. Both of them you gotta gotta watch them back to back. It's the only way it works out. Have to man. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely have to. Well, Danny Glover it. for you on that one. Old Danny Glove. <laughs> what about you, man? You catch anything good? Uh, dude, this is Netflix show. Mm-hmm. So you know, I finished uh, Jack Ryan season three, of course, but I finished that over Christmas break. Um, over this New Year's break, I watched The Recruit, which is also another like CIA type um mm-hmm. show, but this one's on Netflix. Okay, and it has like a young twenty four year old, the kid who played Adam Smasher in Black Adam. Hey, I don't remember his name. Noah Centineo or whatever. Perfect. He <laughs> plays this uh lawyer, this like first year lawyer mm-hmm. uh. But he's working for the CIA, and he gets in all these covert op missions. Oh, boy. But he's just a lawyer. So there's a lot of, like, just, comedy that comes out because he's, like, this 24-year-old kid lawyer, is, right? Is he there for lawyering? Or? He's, he, yes, yes. Okay. He's there for lawyering. <laughs> um, 
but things get complicated in the field. Of course they do. <laughs> of, course of course they, course do. they do. But it's but it's like it's a lot of action. It's yeah. funny. Um, it's really like now as well. So I really appreciate okay. that. I uh, finally watched The Northman. Yeah, that's with, one I need to to catch with Alexander Skarsgård and Anya Taylor Joy. Right. That was actually it was a really weird movie, but so it was, that was really on, really good. That was on Amazon. That's on Amazon Prime. I did I'll have to catch that one. Yeah, yeah, I did watch that. That was really weird, man. If you want to see two like really strong guys uh, naked fighting on a, on or in a volcano, I mean, there you go. Stop selling it now. Okay. <laughs> Done. Dude, <laughs> go watch it. Okay. Um, you'd appreciate this. I finally okay. watched the invitation. Oh, nice. Yes, and yeah. I was surprised at that turn of events, yes. man. It's an uh, interesting Inspired interesting by, like, watch. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like, you knew something was up. Yeah. You didn't know what it was. And then you're like, oh, uh, uh, mm. you're not. Okay, you guys are vampires. I get it. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. But or you're, not, you're not Dracula. Or, oh, shit, you're, you're Dracula. <laughs> well, it just yeah, yeah. can't. Came out of left left field, you know. What right. I mean? Like I just wasn't. You was expecting a twist, just didn't know what type of twist it was, man. So right, that was re- really cool. And then a little indie flick called Compliance, which they might throw into season four. Mm. Um, forgot how odd, strange, and weird that movie was. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it might have to be on the list for next season, man. It will definitely. So yeah, I w- I've been lazy watching movie. I've been busy being lazy. Binging instead of movie watching. Binging TV shows. TV shows, just cranking out yeah. some movies and stuff, man. It's been a good been a good break. I hear you. I hear you. Same back, here. back to the old work thing. Early in the morning. <laughs> when it's, well, I would say it's going to be cold, but I mean, it's been like 70 the last two days, but it was whatever. Bro, it has been like 65, 70 degrees out here. I, my car on, was man. frozen like three days ago, <laughs> and it was told me. super hot, like. The last two days, so I don't know what's going on. I rode out with the windows down, dude. Yeah. Today, <laughs> it's, it was a nice day. Oh, it was gorgeous! It was such man. a great day, guys. Uh, North Carolina, you'll get winter for like a day and a half. Yeah, our seasons are monthly or bi-weekly, <laughs> depending on the part time of the year. <laughs> All right, team. Welcome to Luke's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. In this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for The Sun, Scream 6, in our Movie of the Week battle. All right, team. We're going to check out these trailers. Uh, check out our full reactions. On our YouTube page. All right, team. So we have the son. Uh, IMDb says this. Peter has his busy life with a new partner, Beth, and their baby thrown into disarray when his ex-wife, Kate, turns up with their teenage son, Nicholas. This has Vanessa Kirby, Anthony Hopkins, Hugh Jackman, Laura Dern, and a whole list of other people as well. Yeah. Uh... Do you like, do you like non-action movies from Hugh Jackman? 
I don't know if I like those movies personally in yeah. uh, full scope. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not a big drama movie guy. But, I mean, Hugh Jackman playing those roles, he's just awesome. Yeah. He's really good. I mean, he he's a emo, very emotional uh, person like very. when he's playing. Any character he does. So, seeing him in these roles and watching these trailers, he looks like he's doing a fantastic job. But the genre, you know, not really my bag to be like, Friday night on the couch, baby. Let's go. Watch Hugh Jackman and uh, Laura Dern hang out, talk about their kid. (laughs) It's not. It's not really my bag. (laughs) No, I definitely got you, brother. It looks like this is based on a play um, by the director Florian Zeller, and uh, I just want to know, like, what's going? Like, what is the kid going through? Yeah, right. I guess that's like the big. Mystery, is he just missing dad? Is mom abusive? Yeah, it kind of, just from the trailer, seems like it's a divorced parents uh, situation, right? Actually, he's missing his dad, seems like, or maybe he thinks being with his dad is better than being with his mom at this point just because of his age. Maybe. You know, he's growing up a little bit. Or does he think that now that this new kid is there, that he's not. That is a factor as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of questions. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I think these are the trailers that I do like. You know, we talked about Alice Darling last week, mm-hmm. and we watch these trailers, and there's more questions than answers, which kind of get piques my interest into. It's a good trailer. The why? It's yeah. a damn good trailer. Right? Yeah. That's why we do this. So it's like I I need to see how this plays out now. And why? So, yep. very interesting. Uh, you're always going to get a strong performance, like you said, of Hugh Jackman with Anthony Hopkins, Laura Dern, and Vanessa Kirby. Just all stellar, mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, been considered for a lot of Academy Awards, those four. So, uh, guys, we're going to throw this on our socials. The Sun. You're going to check it out? Something you're interested in? Let us know. All right, team. So we have Scream 6. Uh, in the next installment, the survivors of Ghostface Killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Ghostface takes Manhattan. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, Clyde. I did not know there was a Scream 5. <laughs> you missed that one, I bro? did not know there was a Scream 5. <laughs> I just started watching Scream 4. I didn't finish it. <laughs> okay. So... We're at Scream 6 now. This is whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, we have um, Scream 6. Yeah. 5 was like a, um, was basically like a repeat of Scream. Mm. Just like a, like with new kids. Right. You know right. how they did, I think they jumped on that um, Halloween 2018 thing. It was like, let's just do this. Right. Again. And that's exactly what Scream 5 was. Now, Scream 6, they're taking this page straight out of uh, Friday the third, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes I mean, Manhattan. I mean, New York, New York, New Rules. New York, what, what New it says on the poster. <laughs> Dread. <laughs> Yo, have you ever seen uh, Friday the 13th, Part 8? I don't know. Jason I don't know which one's which anymore. <laughs> it's when he went to New York. They were on the boat, the ferry from Jersey. 
I don't you think know, I ever watched that. Oh, I don't think I watched that one. Dude, that one was but great. Was that before or after the one where he's in space? Before. That was before. That, that was like one. two before. There was like, there was, there was part eight, and then there was Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. Which is 93, and then like early, late 90s, early 2000s, it was Jason X, I feel which like, is him going to space. I feel like I've watched them all. I just have no clue what's what. Yeah. 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 It, it's a there's so many just like the screen movies. I don't know what's what in those movies anymore. Well, the coolest thing about uh that one when he goes mm-hmm. to New York, right? It was the first time he's out of like Camp Crystal Lake. Gotcha. Or, like the surrounding small towns around Camp Crystal Lake. Which is scary because like I grew up in Jersey and Camp Crystal Lake like is Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I'm just now understanding that as an adult, so glad I don't live there anymore. Um because it was North Jersey as well, exactly right. where I lived. But <laughs> there, there's like a meme that comes that's around every Halloween where it says like, uh, just remember, a, a black man was the only one who tried to fade uh, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> and literally, it was a black guy. He was a boxer. Oh, wow. And he's punching the hockey. Man. Like, it's just, it was the really dumb, like, late 80s, early 90s it's movie the, or whatever. Yeah, trying to capture that, some of that corny comedy on the side. Yeah, yeah. But this one, man, this is a teaser. Didn't give us much for Scream 6. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that horror movies are usually scarier in secluded small towns. Right. Uh, this being in the Big Apple, where the city never sleeps and there's people always around. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Uh, yeah, New York... New rules, but like things happen in like plain sight. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I mean, you don't have time to patrol every little thing. Exactly. There's not enough people, not enough police force to do that. Exactly. And not probably not enough people to care about somebody else <laughs> getting hurt. Everybody got their, everybody got their earbuds yeah. in, man. <laughs> yeah. And if you see like a stabbing or something, are you going to go try help or are you going to keep it moving? I mean, you kind of get stabbed. I got dinner reservations, yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Nobody. So, guys, we'll throw uh, Scream 6 on our socials. Uh you excited for this one? You're still rocking and rolling with this series, with this new set of uh, young adults yeah. who are trying to escape this ghost face, and it's always a different killer. Is this like, are we ever going to, like... You know, it's it's got the same feel, like you said, with, with, with like, Friday the 13th and, and that, those movies. Um, also, Saw. There's another Saw movie coming out. There is another Saw movie coming that, out. I mean, they keep getting grosser and grosser every time. Yeah, Saw, but, Saw turned but into, but excuse my French, um, gore porn is what it basically turned into, man. Like... I don't like that term. It was. Like it's it. not a good term, right? It's literally <laughs> like what those it. movies were, man. Yeah. Like after, like the the second, third one, like I stopped watching them because yeah, it was just it was like, like try to be as gross as you possibly could. Yeah. For whatever reason, like the first couple had like a really good plot story and everything I can get behind, yeah. and it was, was weird after that. So, uh, a little sc- bit weird. Scream six, guys. Uh, let us know your thoughts. All right, brother, you ready to jump into this week's movie? Yeah, man. Sounds All right, good. guys, we have Babylon dropped here 
Uh, last year, ooh, 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right at the end of the end of the month, end of the year. <laughs> Drops in 2022 here. This movie is written and directed by uh, Damien Chazelle. We have a 80 million dollar budget, and right now it's showing 11 million at the box office. Uh, starting this, and we have Brad Pitt as Jack Conrad, Margot Robbie as Nellie Leroy, Diego Calva as Manny Torres. Gene Smart as Eleanor St. John, uh, Hoven the uh, Adepo as Sidney Palmer, Lee Jun Lee as Lady Faye Jun, and we got about twenty other high end stars <laughs> in this movie. Uh, any particular you want to talk uh, about? P.J. Byrne was awesome. Yes, he was. Yes. Uh, Catherine Waterston. I just think she's one of the most beautiful people on the planet. Yeah, we had Max Minghella was in there. Toby McGuire. Toby, Olivia Wilde. Samara Weaving. Uh, Eric Roberts. Ethan Suple. <laughs> it's a lot. Spike Jones. Like, just like, yeah. just a lot. Flea. Flea was I love, in the I love movie. how Flea's uh, movie name is just Flea. I love Fantastic. it. Fantastic. I love it. That's it. That's all we need. Just Flea. That's all we need, baby. And we are, <laughs> we are aboard that train. <laughs> Jeff Garland's also in this movie, oh, so, so guys, just um, fabulous. Just a lot. All right, brother, go ahead and give us a uh, quick synopsis of this flick, man. Yeah, we'll do a real real quick one here. Uh, in this film, we follow a journey of not only characters, but the growth of the film industry uh, starting behind the scenes uh, and making our way through what we actually get to see and hear at this point in time. Uh, we start at just uh, pictures, picture movies with no audio, right? You're you're reading the words. We move into sound. We move into color, and we get to see, which was a cool part, uh, the whole journey at the end of the movie. Yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. So, pretty much a wild ride, wild party the whole the whole time. Very for, wild for three hours. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and hop into, into those guys, yeah, and we're going to start with uh, top build cast. We got Brad Pitt, Jack Conrad, a popular silent film star known for his flamboyant parties and wild <laughs> uh, lifestyle, multiple wives, and just all around just movie star, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're starting, uh, how, how far back are we starting? The 1920s? 1923. Yeah. Um, yeah, this guy is just living life. <laughs> he's, he's a star. He's a, a party animal. Very. And apparently he loves his, uh, his ladies. Loves the ladies. Um, Brad Pitt. I mean, we, we see him, we, we see the big party at the beginning, which is actually his party. It's somebody else's party. Yeah. But. You know, he just walks in. He's a rock star. He just walks right in. Got his table. He's got his table ready. Everybody's like kissing people. him, wanting to like hang out. Oh, talk to us. Let's yeah, do yeah. this. Let's do that or whatever. Yeah, just uh, living up the rock star life at that yeah. point. Yeah, man. So his character is very interesting, man, because, you know, we have about three people who we go on a journey with. Yeah. He's one of the pivotal people, and his journey is he's on top of the mountain, he is the biggest name in Hollywood. He demands the biggest paycheck per movie. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and he gets the seat at the table. He gets uh, a full crew. Yeah. I loved it when they were just in his um, tent, right, at that war film or whatever. <laughs> and anything this man wanted, he was a, like, he got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just so fly. Yeah, and he shows, like, he, he's one of the people that show the growth of, a, of an actor. Yeah. Throughout the time, because we see how he has to change when they go from the silent films to uh, actual audio films as yes. well. And then talkies, yeah. Yeah, and they, um, we see the audience reaction. I guess it's like a, you know, you got these silent films where everybody's just in awe that this is actually happening. And then it moves to the next phase of the filming where there's audio stuff and everybody's just like, okay, this is the same movie. Now we can hear everything and it's really not cool. Yeah. <laughs> So he has to change his ways to do that, which I thought was a, a an interesting path for him. And I liked how it was like, you know, he talked about the future, right? Yeah. He was always at the cutting edge of the future of wanting to do the next big thing, right? right. So him and his crew uh, definitely talked about, uh, you know, his producer friend, George, George Munn, uh, Lucas Haas, we talked about, hey, we need to move into this territory. Yeah. Right? No, they're doing this in Europe. They're doing this in France. We need to do this. Yeah, but he didn't ever change his way of oh no of acting. Oh no, he wanted to be the exact same actor and the exact same character. Even though he talked a lot about not doing that anymore, <laughs> but it was the same thing every time. <laughs> every time, man. <laughs> uh, which I noticed that in there. I don't know if you did. I, I loved it how he was just, like, drunk walking up that hill. Yeah. And he almost, like, threw up on homegirl's shoes before he kissed her. But it was a perfect shot. <laughs> it was the perfect shot at the end there, man. Like, that just goes to show this is how these guys lived. Yeah. Right? This is, was an error in, in Hollywood where they're making movies and there's yeah. money to be made, but... <laughs> You can do whatever the hell you want to do, man. As yeah. long as you were available for the shot. This is before tabloids. This is before newspapers where they caught everything. So, social yeah, media. Social media and stuff like that, right? Or a mystery, right? You were uh, Nobody knew who you really were. Okay. You were just a character. You either had good films or bad films. That's right. Yep. And that was it there. So, yep. uh, Rapid's character, overall a good guy. He has a lot of downfalls. Yeah, as just a rich socialite uh, movie star, right? Uh, but I like how he kind of brought, and we'll talk about Diego Calva, Manny Torres in a minute. How he kind of br- brought him in. Yeah. Um. But the next person let's talk about is Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. Nelly Leroy, an aspiring actress and Manny's love interest. Talk to me, brother. So. We see her when she first comes on the scene. She looks like just a, she's a gorgeous, just mystery woman. Yes. Right? We know nothing about her at all. She shows up to this party. She cons her way into the party. Obviously, Manny sees her and is like, instantly falls in love with her. Instantly. In a matter yes. of, yes, it's exactly what happened. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... So she gets in this party, and we just start seeing her. She's partying, having a good time. She's dancing. She's flirting with everybody. And 
she seems like somebody who really belongs in this party. Yeah. Like, she's a high-level guest that should be there. Well, you find out she's not. At all. <laughs> um, like, literally, it was, we go from this awesome party where she's, like, getting the role that she's been wanting to have, and then we see her at her house, which is disgusting. A pigsty. It's terrible and like i didn't i didn't realize that was eric roberts like laid out oh, yeah. Just like yeah i didn't know <laughs> passed out and stuff yeah. like that um obviously we, we see him later but yeah she wakes up to a pig sty yeah and this blows out of there yeah go ahead um her rise and fall is very interesting man mm-hmm. because she had all the confidence to go and to go to that house party yeah uh, to that mansion and say like, "Hey, this is like I am a star. I've always yeah, yeah. been a star." And then to think that she got this part because it was like her destiny. Nah, well, we see on the other end with Manny and and everybody how yeah. she actually got the part. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Which was a lot of uh, yeah. A lot of those, uh, what is it, the, the booger sugar, Kevin Hart. The booger sugar, a lot of miss, <laughs> a lot, a series of misfortunate events <laughs> yeah. happened involving a lot of alcohol yeah. and uh, the, 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 the cocaina. It was an elephant and all kinds of stuff. Just wild, man. Yeah. That was one of the wildest opening scenes <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Dude, that was a crazy party. Yeah. And we've had three movies in a row with crazy parties. Yeah. Uh, the first one was what we said was not very classy, which was in uh, Nice Guys. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was like an adult film party. Yes. <laughs> then we had the the little classier in uh, Kiss Six Bang Bang. Yes, just a Hollywood whatever, party. Whatever. Yeah. This one was a over the top mix of both of those. You know what I kept thinking about. Uh-huh. The entire time, like, because the name of this movie is Babylon, right? Yeah. And Babylon's like the fall of of a society, basically, um, like Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Mm-hmm. How, like, from the Bible, where there's just all this nonsense and depravity and drinking and alcohol and sex and drugs and basically anything <laughs> under the sun that you wanted to do, and actually not under the sun, under the moon. So let's say that you no, aimed about ten of the. Things that were going on in this film. There were a lot more. There was a lot more than that, man. Um, But, yeah, she kind of just pushes her way into that thing. But you see her her having to grow with it as well, right? Yeah. Because she goes from being able to portray the um, wench of the bar, I guess, if you would say that. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily a stripper or prostitute. She was just a... a fancy lady. <laughs> Very fancy lady. Um, so she plays that in in the things, and then she has to step it up, right? She wants to do better, and she struggles. Yes. She struggles through all that. You know, and that's, and that's I think, something that we're going to see throughout, that we see throughout this mo- movie is yeah. times do change. Oh, yeah. The decade does move, move on. Are you going to move with it, right? right? There's still people who are stuck 
and they're living in 2023, right? Who still don't know how to function with a computer or like a <laughs> smartphone or something yeah. like that, right? Are you going to move with the times? Right. You know, well, and it's difficult for some of these people in, oh yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, she starts with that small role, right? But when she wants to really be a star, she's got to be a better person. Yeah. And she doesn't want to be. She wants to stay herself, which, you know, like you said, you got to change with, with the times in your company if you want to. You don't have to. But if you want to be but successful. If, if you want to be part of that group, you got to. Right. So we go from them, like, you know, the the silent films where they just don't care about what you do as long as you show up for the film. Yeah. And then we get into the, the, the sound and the talkies, and that's when – the media and the newspaper and the tabloids really want to die. And she was painted as this party wild child yeah. girl, right? But if you want to be taken serious, right, mm-hmm. you only could do that for so long. Yeah. Hell, we can get a girl who's younger, uh, more energy, and pay her a lot less to do this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what is special about you? So it's telling a lot. This movie's telling a lot of different stories within uh, these character arcs, man. Oh, yeah. And you know, can she live up to it? Her down, her downfall. Uh, I thought it was gonna cocaine. be. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be more of the cocaine than anything. Yeah. But it was like in the background, the gambling. Yeah. Which we only saw like on camera once. That's how she got her role. That's when she got her first role. Yeah. She was yeah. at the the table. Yes. But like, we didn't know how bad like a gambling addiction she had. Right. 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 <laughs> and it was cool to kind of see that from a female perspective as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we see that a lot from guys, right? At the racetrack, yeah, yeah. cards or whatever. But seeing like a, a woman with a gambling addiction, that was an interesting twist. And I actually enjoyed that, man. Yeah. Like I said, it just kind of popped up. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal until it was the biggest deal <laughs> it was of the, the movie. Biggest deal of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's move over here to uh, Diego Calva, Manny Torres. Manny, uh, a Mexican-American film assistant who aspires to have a larger role within the film industry, man. He becomes this um, film exec for uh, Kinescope, and he's the heart and soul of this movie, man. Oh, yeah. And I, I loved I loved to see that, right? See the eyes from this kid who started by uh, escorting an elephant up a mountain to the mansion to making all these executive decisions, you know, rubbing elbows with all these big producers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, a driving force, like you said, and he really is intertwined with everything in the movie. Yeah. Um, We never really see, uh, Jack Conrad, uh, Nelly, really any of the other people uh, intertwine much. They meet a couple times, but Manny is with them throughout the whole movie. Gives the whole film like the lifeblood. Yeah, right? yeah. He's he's always got a part in something, whether it's like uh, Sidney Palmer playing the trumpet. Yeah. You know, he knew him from the, from the party, and he was his boss by the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, Jack Conrad, he moved up. He was his, you know, kind of his assistant and moved out of that role and was Nelly's friend from the beginning. 
he was involved with everybody. Yeah, if he if he didn't let Nelly into the party, it's, we, uh, we would have never saw Nelly Leroy. He would have just been handling elephants. Exactly right. <laughs> if uh, he didn't take Jack home, he, he would have never still been handling the elephant, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. And I think it was the deal that he did with uh, the Sidney Palmer thing that really pushed him up to being that that movie executive. I got you, yeah. And making all that, right? Because after that, uh, Flea's character came by and was like, yo, let's do this deal. Yeah. Come do this at Cinescope. You'll be the man. Um, his down, downfall, because here's the thing. It's called Babylon for a reason. Mm-hmm. So everybody does have a downfall. Yes. Um, as, as, as high to the mountaintop, each one of these characters go, man, they, they, they come tumbling down Mm -hmm. and his downfall, he loves this woman and will do anything for her. Right. And she keeps breaking his heart. Oh yeah. At every turn, man. And like, I don't know about, about you, but like been there, done that. Pissed me off multiple times in life. I've well, been, I've been the, this guy. But the thing between them them two is I never noticed an attraction from Nellie to him. No, never. She never. It was never uh, uh, leading him on. I never saw that. Never. I mean, she just liked the party and she loved being around him. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that was like it was an infatuation. Yeah. Exactly, and and he, you know, he didn't see it. He let it. He let her. He was booty blind. Her, her. <laughs> <laughs> he was booty yeah, blind. I, I was going to say her, her beauty blind him, but that is fine. <laughs> oh man, um, man, he was booty blind. So yeah, there, I mean, there's your title right there. So he was infatuated with her, but it wasn't her fault, other than being herself. It seemed like yes. Yes, here's the thing. We as guys, we all have had that that great white buffalo in our great life, buffalo. you know, <laughs> where we we think, all right, we're in the friend zone right now, right? But eventually, we're gonna be a thing. It's gonna be us two. If I just play my cards right, still play the nice guy, still help this person out through and through, we're gonna be a thing. That's the problem with guys, right? That's the we problem. Can't with just, guys. Can't just have friends. No, we cannot. We cannot just have female friends. I mean, yes, I mean, yeah, we I've can. had plenty of female friends, but you know, there's. I mean, I'm sure there's some that are like that. You feel that way about. Yeah, like oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm every I'm single gonna, one. But yeah, I'm gonna be friends with you until we're in love and yeah. have 19 kids. Yeah, we can't right? all be uh, who's that? Uh, Ron Reynolds and Sandra Bullock can't be Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Who eventually fall in love. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen in some um, in movie. <laughs> but, you know, that's, happens his, with him, actually. that's his down, downfall, man. If it wasn't for him trying to help out with her gambling debts, he'd still, like, not obviously not, but he'd be at the end of the movie still being an exec, still doing his thing, yeah. still making a lot of money, still got that dope house. You know what I mean? So, well, uh, yeah. at the same time, you know, I don't I'm, I'm fault trying, him. I'm trying to stand up for for other people and not, not stand up for Manny right now. Cause Manny also asked some random guy to find him $85,000 and <laughs> check the money and just trusted this dude. But Man, we, we, Manny we, we, messed up a we, lot. Well, we wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for her though. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. So. 
You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, Manny, in, in this story, he he was the cause of a lot of his problems. <laughs> oh, because he he went with his heart, man. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, instead of his head. You know what I mean? Like, that. sometimes you do that, and it's a good thing. People actually promote that, right? Right, like, right. Like, you know, think with your heart is the saying, right? This time he did that, and he, like, went overboard, man. Yeah. Like, he almost... Well, I mean, you know, he, he really loved this woman, and that's all he saw. That's it. Was, was his... The love of his life, his great white buffalo, was... In trouble and needed help. I love the two. You're, you're right. You're right. And like his character was interesting because we meet him early on and we know that he's a Mexican American because yes. that's how he explains himself to Nelly's character, right? Mm-hmm. But when they're at that party with a bunch of those Caucasians in Hollywood and they're all like the the high brow society, yeah. right? Wearing rabbits says, and stuff. Wearing rabbits and stuff. He says that he's a Spaniard. Kind of fancy it up a little bit. He fancied it up a little bit, right? Because they asked, like, are you so you from no from Spain? Like yeah. from Spaniard there, right? So like he lies about his heritage uh to fit in more. Yeah. And that's uh at that time that's probably something he had to do. Something he had to right. do, but I think he was engulfed also. Another flaw yeah, of yeah. his, right? He was engulfed with this capitalism, this society, this this hybrid. He wanted to have he wanted, he had this and he wanted to keep it, right? He was invited to the party. Yeah, that was his his dream. So he's not gonna throw that away. He's not gonna throw it away. Except right? for, for for Nelly. For Nelly. Yeah. But then we jump into our next character, uh Javon Adepo as Sidney Palmer, a jazz uh, trumpet player. You know, we meet him at the big party at the beginning yeah, as well. So awesome. And he so awesome. Bro. Love it. You play trumpet, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. That was one thing Damien Chazelle is going to do well in his movies, man. He's going to have great jazz yeah. music, right? <laughs> well, that's that's what I did. What he did. That's the stuff I used to do. And he brought it, man. So we get this guy, and he's getting, like, picked on by the other band members, <laughs> right, at every yeah. at every turn. <laughs> no, it wasn't. he was picking on the other band members. Is that what happened? I'm pretty sure it was him. He was talking. He's always talking to the saxophone player. Okay, about gotcha. how he was flat. <laughs> he's flat. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah he gotcha. was the one picking on okay. them. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, gets invited through just because uh, he was at a party and does yeah. And then one of the producers got got his card or whatever, mm. and then he was in the singing in the rain type of thing yeah. with with it with. With Jack, who was not having a good time. <laughs> oh, was he in that too? Well, remember he was just like, uh, oh, <laughs> he was so mad that he had to go do that. I got you, yeah, yeah. Um, but Palmer's character then turns around and he's in like this these couple of jazz short movies, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like back in the twenties and thirties, it's putting Negroes on the film. Yeah, yeah, is what it is. And you know, these are popular films that people will go out to see. Man, these. Uh, moviegoers like like to see this jazz music sound oh, yeah. on, on film and everything. Sound. So he's doing a thing, man. But even him, right? He gets he has this trajectory, right? Like mm-hmm. I, he even goes home after the party and he just jumps into a like goes to I don't not even home, but goes somewhere, hops it's in like a chair a, and goes to sleep. Yeah, it's kind of like a would that be like a group home? Like, like a group a, home? 
I don't know. There was a lot of people there in there. There was a lot of people in there. He and, just, and it didn't look like he had a bedroom. It didn't look comfortable at all. <laughs> he, right? was, he slept on a chair. Yes. A very hard-looking chair. And then put his coat over him to go to sleep. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, But, you know, he then we see him later on after doing those jazz shorts and everything and making money. He has a house. He has a car. Yeah. Um, you know, living the life. But even he, he has a, a point, too, right? Yeah. And this was... This was like the racism of the movie, right? Where he, the other, he was more light skinned than the other band members. Yeah. And in order for, so it can play, so the one produces so it can play in other areas of the country, in the South or whatever. We got to darken him up, yeah. whatever. So like he, Manny makes him put, not, well, well, ask him to put coal on his face. He pretty much told him to. Corners him, right? Yeah, he, he, he was really a D-bag in this situation. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it was what, like the lights were shining off of them. So yeah, made them look a lot lighter than the other one. Exactly. Um, and maybe because it's a black and white, it would show that he looks whiter, whiter, white, lighter, light, whiter, lighter, lighter than, yeah. I mean, he backs him in court, pretty much tells him, you know, if, if you don't do this, everybody in here is fired. Yeah. And it's going to be all your fault. Yeah. Come on, man. That's messed up. But but at, the, but at the same exact time, he's not wrong. I mean, you're right. Because I'm, like, not, saying I'm not saying he's wrong at all. He's right? like, that's what he did. Like, think about uh like uh like a Tom Cruise movie. He produces his own movies and stuff, right? But what if if he walks off set of Top Gun Ma- Maverick? Yeah. That's that's the movie. Everybody who was on that movie, go home. You're not getting paid. Right? <laughs> like <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean you got, you got some that are like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you but. you got people that are like that as well. But uh, he did back him in a corner and mm-hmm. made him. But he understands that, like, this is it. Yeah. And I, I love that through all these characters who cannot change or move forward, Cindy's uh, character was like, this is it. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Everybody can get paid. But... I, this is not this life is not for me. Right, right. Very embarrassing. Very embarrassing, right? How are you going to go back to the hood and you know at Christmas time and talk about this? So wild. Yeah. All right. We also have uh, Jean Smart as Eleanor St. John. Um, she's a journalist, right? She is the she's she reminds me of like People Magazine, um, the yeah. the tabloids. Uh, she probably does like in-depth movie reviews, but she more cares about the actors and actresses and everything yeah. that's going on within Hollywood itself. Yeah, right. That's why she's at the party and she's trying to get sound bites from people in Manny and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, very smaller role, but very pivotal at the same exact time yeah. because she does check Jack. Um, yeah, she she's all around, but. Very, very infrequently. Yes. She kind of pops in every once in a while and moves on. You know, and definitely has, you can tell that she has been around this through all the decades of it, of how Hollywood has changed yeah. and informs Jack, hey, this is it. Mm-hmm. You've done it. And did like 82 pictures. So, well, 82 pictures with that one makeup guy. Yeah. Who knows how many, <laughs> how many other ones, right? Same so, character. Same, same character every yeah. time. 
he also sounded he sounded like the guy from uh Inglorious Bastards a little bit, mm. right? A little less um Nazis, right? But like right. he had kind of had that <laughs> had that sound in him, right? And yeah, I, yeah. I like yeah. I like that. I like I like Brad Pitt, man. I, that's well, basically what he, I wanted to say there. Well, it was like he didn't know who he was, though. Yeah. Because at the beginning, he's talking all this Italian. <laughs> and then he just, he doesn't know who he is, basically. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. It was <laughs> you speak a different language one more time, yeah. and I'm divorcing you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, We have uh, Lee... Jun Lee as Lady Fei Zhu, a Chinese American cabaret singer who also writes introduced for films. Uh, she has a job. Yeah. For these for these silent films, she has a job, right? She does all these boards that you see. So anything that's going on, all the dialogue yeah, that yeah. we cannot hear, we're just seeing their mouths move. We have to read. That we have to read, right? So it's like we'll see um, Nelly say something, can't hear it, and then it'll jump to the card, right? And, yeah. she, and uh, Lady Faye is the one who's writing all these right. cards and what's what's going on there. Um, she loses a job real quick. <laughs> as soon as they go to sound, it's like, we don't need you anymore. Right. And the other thing is like, yo, uh, you've, <laughs> Probably, yeah. Manny, you know this woman, right? Draw some signs. Can I? Can, nothing you can do. You're a movie exec yeah, now. Yeah. You can't use her anywhere else. Like, yep. come on, man. So that's another thing where he's trying to keep his status mm-hmm. and basically shit on everybody else <laughs> that he's known and partied with and everything. Right. And he also uses, like, her and Nellie's relationship as a, as a thing, too, right? Yeah. Which was messed up, but... You know, he was doing what he had to do, I guess. Doing it for the studio. Yeah. All right, man. Um, if nothing else, man, we can definitely move over to sets and, and I, music. I just want to say one thing. What's up? PJ uh, Byron is Max, Ruth's assistant director. My favorite part of the movie is when he loses it. When they're trying to, <laughs> when they're trying to film that scene in that sound studio. He... Just lets it go. <laughs> and it's like, as a person, I feel like he's been needing to do that for a while. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, pay me just to lose it, and I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm letting it all out. All my, all my years of being an actor are going to come out right now. All my pain and suffering. Well, like, he... Okay, so, PJ Byrne is great. He's always, like, a good character actor, a good, like, backup yeah, yeah. in the mix and everything. Um, and... As Max in this movie, as as Ruth's second uh, assistant director here, you saw him early on in the out there in like the field. Yeah, and they were doing that bar scene or whatever. He's yelling at people, getting it together or whatever. <laughs> but good God, when he loses it, man, so good, and just doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, just gonna yell at everybody. Like, yeah. how does one get that mad? That's what he gets paid for. Right. That's why he's like Max's, uh, that's why he's the uh, Roots assistant <laughs> d- director. So, so, so she good. doesn't have to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? So some directors will literally like lose their voice, yell at everybody, yeah. cuss everybody out to make sure we get the shot. She does not. She has her uh, attack yeah. dog, right? So <laughs> she has her pit bull right yeah. there. Uh, just uh, fantastic, man. And um, I'll mention Flea as well. He did an excellent job. He had the same kind of scene where he was just able to let go and let it all out there. 
actually a really good actor, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's been doing movies for a long time, just not a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's been around doing them for a minute. Point break, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Anthony Kiedis. Was he in that too? I don't know. I'm going to look that up right now that you said that. I know Anthony Kiedis was in that. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, no, he was not. He was in the Back to the Future movies. Yeah, Anthony Kiedis was in Point Break, the yeah. lead singer. Yeah, gotcha. I remember that was one of the first times I saw him in a movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, was in uh, Flea was in Back to the Future oh, yeah. uh, Part Two and Three. So yeah, and a lot of cool. movies as well. So uh, m- most recently before Babylon, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's good stuff. All right, man, let's jump over here to uh, the sets and music, man. The 20s and 30s are alive in this film. Wild. It's just wild. Like, I I like that we got to see, like, everything. We got to see Jack living in this palace, right, Mm -hmm. and all this all this luxury and all his wives and everything. Yeah. But then we see like Nellie's home with her dad before they make money. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we see it all. We see the humongous mansion where there's just nonstop depravity and fun and everything. Yeah. Um, but these beautiful sets as well. Like this is how they made movies, man out yeah. there in the field, how there was so much going on on that Cinescope f- set. Right, they have the Shimonga's War film over here. Right, <laughs> then we have four or five different uh, sets for all these different movies, mm-hmm. and it was easily done because there were no sound. That's what I was. That's what kind of was bugging it out. Like these are really tight, yeah, close to each other. But like, how are they gonna film all this because there's no sound, so it's easy to do. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Where you don't have to have all these humongous sound stages and stuff like that. We got to that, right? And that's right. When, that's when your boy Max blew up. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so good. And, and kind of killed a guy, but that's beside yeah, the point. He though. did. He, <laughs> he definitely did. But uh, you know, we got to, to see it all, man. Like L.A., Bella, everything was just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it really brought everything to life, man. The more important thing about this movie, man, we don't talk about it enough in our films. Like the music in this movie was just fabulous. Because it's not always fabulous. Sometimes it's, it's just always. okay, right? Or it fits perfect. Fits perfect. But this was over the top, yeah. exciting. Uh, my man with the trumpet, mm-hmm. uh, just the music, the parties. It was just all fun, man. Some crazy stuff. Going you want to be at these parties, right? I don't want to do half the things that are happening at these There's parties. A lot of things going on. There's a lot of things. Maybe like 90% of the things I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. Just let me sit next to Jack. We'll just have some cocktails. When he wants to get just up and do his thing with home the girl, festivities. Just, just fly on the wall. Yeah, just fly on the wall. That's, that's it. That's you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I got you. But just great music, man. Um, uh, Justin Hurwitz, who uh, filmed the score, has worked with Chazelle before, man. Uh just created like a track that just was alive. Yeah. And even like that dance number with Margot Robbie, man, I just was like, dude, let me get out there with her and just cut a rug, man. She's having the yeah. time of her life. So, so fun. Just so much fun, man. 
I mean, you know, that, that being said, you know, all, even everybody else at the party was having a good time. You know, whatever their interests were. It was there. Whatever they wanted to do, they were doing it and having a great time. I loved how they went downstairs and she was like, drugs. She's <laughs> just like, we got this, we got this, yeah. we got the cocaine, we got ether, <laughs> marijuana. What is your, what is your poison? Yeah. We got it all, right? Like, whose house is this? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Wild. Crazy. <laughs> All right, brother. Um, we saw this movie today. Yes. A little while ago, and I already have a theme. Okay. Uh, this is two things, man. Um, this is one, Damien Chazelle's love letter to early Hollywood, uh, the 1920s, 1930s, right, where there was a lot of changing in yeah. Hollywood that was happening really, really fast, right? Um, but in this, he topples that with, um, the rise and fall of our heroes, our, our stars, these people who are on the front page cover, who are our leading men and women and how they rise to fame and how they fall, how they, uh, gain prominence here in America, um, as a young man. And then it gets all taken away because you're booty blind, right? Right, right. Like there's just a lot. It's it's an up. You go up the mountain and you come down the mountain. It's kind of what this story is about, wrapped up in just his love letter to uh, this era of Hollywood, man. Oh yeah. All right, James. So that's our conversation about 2022's Babylon. JV. Yes, sir. Talk to me, brother. What are your thoughts and ratings? Uh, this one's gonna get four bucks popcorn for me. Nice. Uh, I think the one bucket, honestly, is the length of this movie. Yeah. And, you know, we watched uh, Way of the Water not too long ago. And we talked about that not feeling like a three-hour movie. This yeah. one definitely felt like a three-hour movie. Oh, yeah. This one was long. But I think it was because of just, it's so dialogue-driven. You kind of, you're more listening than you are watching a yeah. lot of the time. Um, unless you're at the party and you're just looking all over the place. Wow. Wild party. <laughs> um, but as far as the the story and the, this walkthrough film and stuff, all the, the growth of that, uh, I found it really interesting. Um, we had, you know, obviously we have characters in here who are there to serve a purpose. Um, you know, like you said, this journey from nothing to being at the top of the charts and then hitting rock bottom. Uh, it's a real thing. Everybody goes through it. Uh, and then seeing the tech grow, you know, from just the camera to the yeah. sound stages. It's weird that you call it tech, but but no, I, I, <laughs> but, but, but I like it, though, because yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so we go from the camera, sound stages, um, uh, the theaters, all the stuff. And that cool thing, you know, at the end that we saw was, like, clips from movies that are just coming out. Yeah. And clips from movies that from early stages to not too long ago, uh, I thought it was a neat treat at the end of it. So, yeah, four bucks popcorn for me, sir. How about you? Awesome, man. Uh, I'm right there with you, brother. I'm going to give this four buckets of popcorn. Uh, this is a uh, beautifully shot movie, man. The cinematography is just on point. I love yeah. all of, like, the long takes. Yeah. As the camera is taking us throughout the party, mm-hmm. right, or the camera is taking us 
wherever we were on that big big ass bat battlefield, right? And yeah. even like Manny in the in the movie theater at the end, right? How it caught him and he was kind he of in saw, tears when right? he runs up to the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then it, it kind of dope. and then it kind of tracked down to all the other people who are in the movie theater yeah and we saw that and it tracked back up to him man that's just gorgeous that's good yeah filmmaking right like just to have an eye for that um you know the 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 score like I said the music was really dope um the one thing it was really graphic for. Oh, yeah. This for that type of movie, but I but it also goes with, um, the the, the rise and fall, like the, the the whole title being Babylon. Where you're gonna have that as well, right? Yeah, because the 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 parties seem to change as well. Yes, like the earliest party is just no hold bars, no rules, nothing. You're gonna party, you can do whatever you want to do. Right then, we learn about just and sex and business. And then we get to where everybody's like having this big elegant party, right? Yeah. Having an elegant party. And then, you know, James's, uh, uh, excuse me, Jack's parties are at some point just them kind of hanging out at the pool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it all changes with the, the time, which yep. was, uh, cool for the sets and stuff. Yeah, man. So this gets four buckets of popcorn. Uh, I highly recommend seeing this movie, man. Yeah, um, you learn a lot. You uh, see a lot. See a lot, and you just understand um, kind of the the changing of the guard, the changing in times, uh, and how movies were made early on. All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, talking through Damien Chazelle's Hollywood epic, Babylon. Next week, we'll be discussing the Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal mystery, Prisoners. And that's streaming on Netflix. Like always, I am Clyde Smith, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J 8200 Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.